We're recording. Sound speeds, right? Yes, we're fucking recording. All right. <laughs> Boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. We were just laughing about how the first couple episodes I did not press record. Thank you, D, for reminding me. Uh, in the meantime, this episode is definitely recording. Thank you very much. The record button is fucking red. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Northstar Genetics today. This is episode three of my stuff. Hi, Noon Safety Meeting. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, D, take it away. Tell people who can and cannot be here. By the way, uh, Joel, we have to do some uh, housekeeping beforehand, so we're Go for it, D. What's going on, everybody? This is Dee's Choker and Lungs Out. But this show is for educational entertainment purposes only. You have to be 21 and over to be here. If not, you have to leave. That's the way. Thank you, Dee. Much appreciated. Cheers, Atomic Spoon. First in chat, just like old days. I should probably just talk into the microphone for a change. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Like I said, this show is for adults only. Please be an adult. Please, uh, uh, if you're a child or something else, please uh, go somewhere else. If you are a pet or something, then of course bark or woof or meow. But if you are a kid, please go do something else. Please go watch something else. This is a show only for adults. Uh, where I am, it's 21 and over. If the rules are somewhat different where you are, for example, you have to be 25 or something where you are. I don't know. Please follow your local rules. Now, please do uh, remember that under no circumstances, for any reason, for any amount of money or for no amount of money, you cannot under any circumstances get drugs from the show. You cannot, for any reason, you cannot uh, have them bequeathed to you, you cannot inherit them, you cannot give them gifted to you, you cannot barter for them, you cannot, again, like I said, for any amount of money, no matter how small, no matter how large, you cannot give me any amount of money, no matter how vast it might be. It could be the entire universe in a coin. I don't give a fuck. You're not going to get drugs from this show. I We go so far that you won't even get Advil from me. If you were dying of a headache, I would not give you an Advil, just basically because of all the trolls. I wouldn't give you, like I say, a, a recommendation to a chiropractor. Well, also because chiropractors are quacks. But I wouldn't give you a recommendation to one for also both reasons, I guess. Nice, Steve. Nice. Uh, but in the meantime, like I said, you are not going to find drugs on this show. If you think you're going to be finding drugs on this show, you're basically very stupid. Uh, please go do something else. Uh, I just have to be honest with you. If you think you're going to find drugs on this show, you are dumb. Uh, so, uh, uh, once again, let's see here. We're getting to the harmful and dangerous content policy that we also have to talk about. Lest we get reported. Uh, here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're curious about all the things that we do on the show, you're like, oh, I wonder if this show is a hemp show and also all these other... Th no, 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 we don't talk about all those other things. We do talk about breakfast and lunch and all that kind of stuff, but we don't talk about extremely dangerous challenges. Challenges that pose an imminent risk of physical injury, for example, or dangerous and threatening pranks. Pranks that lead victims to fear imminent, serious physical danger, uh, or that create serious emotional distress in minors. Those are not found on this show. Instructions to kill or harm are not found on this show. Showing viewers how to perform activities meant to kill or maim others, for example, giving instructions to build a bomb meant to injure or kill others. Our drug use or its creation is obviously not shown in the show. Content that depicts, sorry, content, content that depicts abuse of or giving instructions on how to create hard drugs such as cocaine or opioids. Hard drugs are defined as drugs that can mostly lead to physical addiction. I add the proviso on this show that sometimes you will hear people on this show talk about their past lives, basically their distant past, where they might bring up stories that happen to incidentally evolve uh, uh, cocaine, opioids, other drugs, something LSD or something, please recognize that those are not uh, somehow encouraging stories, ladies and gentlemen. You should never emulate those stories. Those are always negative stories, and they, sh they you should always assume that they are completely and totally fictionalized because uh, everybody on the show oops, is a complete and total fucking liar. Uh, instructional theft or cheating, did I talk about that? No. Instructional theft or cheating is not shown, showing viewers how to steal tangible goods or promoting dishonest behavior. Well, I guess we're not liars, we're just... 
Not to be emulated, ladies, ladies and gentlemen. We're cartoon clowns. That's what I have said before. We are cartoon clowns, and the entire script of the show is written by ChatGPT. Nobody would uh, take that seriously. Uh, so showing viewers how to steal tangible goods and promoting dishonest behavior, not shown on the show. Hacking is not shown on the, uh, on the show either, demonstrating how to use computers or information technology with the intent to steal credentials, compromise personal data, or cause serious harm to others, such as, but not limited to, hacking into social media accounts is not found in the show. And finally, bypassing payment for digital content or services would obviously never be shown in the show. Showing viewers how to use apps, websites, or other information technology to gain unauthorized access to audio content, audiovisual content, full video games, software, or streaming services that normally require payment is not shown on the show. I don't know why we have to discuss that, but we do. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to re-emphasize that you cannot for any reason, in literally for a gift or, or basically a wink in my eye or anything else, you cannot get drugs in the show. You cannot find drugs. You cannot literally find drugs in the show. If you were to hold a gun to my head and hold me hostage for drugs, I would not give you drugs. You are not going to get drugs from this show. So anyone that reports this show for drug selling is a fucking clown. And Please uh, uh, forgive me for being angry for a moment, but it's a little bit ridiculous that I have to emphasize this so emphatically, Lars and the rest of you clowns. Anyway, uh, with that all said, let me calm down for a moment because I always get a little amped up when I think about those fuckwits. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Welcome, Narfi. Welcome, Stoneroot. Stoneroot, long time no seen, buddy. I was just thinking about you. Welcome, my friend. Uh, uh, good to see you back. Bud Kilowatt is zapping away in the chat. Welcome, my friend. Pip Jam MBF, good to see you, buddy. Uh, wrapping up the day in the uh, probably sunny UK. It's probably not sunny. But anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome, everyone. And uh, switch to live chat like I just did. Uh, Northstar, let's do a brief hello and then say hello to the whole panel and then let's get in the meat of the, the show. Uh, what's going on? Welcome to the show, uh, Northstar. Cheers. Oh, we can't hear you. Uh, you are muted. Press the bottom left of your phone, probably, the little microphone icon, and just unmute. There we there go. There we go. Perfect. How's that? That's it. All right, cool. All right. Doing well, man. Things are doing great. Enjoying a beautiful day today. Beautiful just sun down checking on the greenhouse a minute ago. It's wonderful out today, yeah. Huh. Right on. Cheers. Good to see you. Having a little after-lunch smoke. And That's the way. That's the that's the whole point of the show. Cheers, welcome, uh, D. Go for it, my friend. Welcome to the show. Uh, how are the brain situation? Are they fresh? Ah, brain. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, chat? My name is D Zombie. You can find me on Instagram at D underscore Zombie underscore. Today I'm smoking on gold, uh, white gold, and oh, um, pink mangoo. Um, this is an awesome welcome, everybody, uh, for hanging out. Uh, we got, like we saw, I can't wait to get into the, uh, interview. Can't talk right now. Anyways, cheers, everybody. Cheers, D. Good to see you. Uh, what's good, Word Smashed? What's the, what's the news and what's the, the, yeah, what's happening? What's up, man? Early. Uh, it's fun that we're having a show and the sun's still out. I honestly do like it. Um. Other than that, I'm smoking. This is some of the blueberry kush. It's actually hanging right there. I got to mm. trim it up for the show. Um, pretty good. Right Chilling. On. Getting ready to transplant everything into the big tent again. Nice, man. Welcome. Bringing it all into the big tent. That sounds like some weird political stuff. Uh, Flora, cheers, buddy. Welcome. Ah, <laughs> oh, muted there. Hey, how's Thanks. it going? Uh, just chilling. Uh, went and picked up some Rainbow Belts live resin. Just oh, took yeah. the first dab of it. It's pretty good. Um, you know, excited to 
you know, it's always cool to be on the panel with Joel. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite breeders. So um, excited to hear what he has to say. And I hope he talks about Alcatraz a little bit. Mm -hmm. Want to know. Um, looks like he's frozen or is it just me? No, I think he's he's live, but his, his uh, frame rate is really slow. I think it's basically <laughs> popping up every few seconds. So yeah. Northstar, we might, we might have to ask you to repeat yourself or something a couple of times. It looks like your internet's a little janky. But yeah, anyway, yeah, just oh, it's, uh, here, yeah, it's here really to chill and uh, have a good conversation and, uh, you know, some dabs. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking on the panel and all that kind of, kind of uh, vibe, uh, uh, North Star, this show is a little bit different. We do have basically kind of a live panel. Uh, this show is meant to be basically kind of a half of an interview and also a sesh. So you know, don't feel pressure or anything like that. Don't feel nervous. I, I don't think you feel too nervous, but don't feel you know uh, uh, you know nerve wracked or something. And also that means that basically some of the panelists are welcome to ask questions too. So I don't want it to just be me talking the whole time, uh, folks. If you guys would like to join the show, uh, this basically has uh, what what. Uh, what am I trying to say? This is a terrible sentence. Okay, back up. Uh, this show has uh, guest rules, uh, uh, basically. So in other words, if you guys have never really kind of, if you're new to the show, if you're just popping in, uh, if you are uh, new to the chat, please ask permission before you hit the link. I actually haven't posted the link here yet for uh, joining us, but in a second, I will post the link and pin it. Uh, please don't just randomly click it. If you have not ever been on the show before, if you've never you know, said hello to us before, please just ask permission. You know, that's, that's I think, perfectly reasonable. Say, hey, you know, I've, I've grown North Stars gear before. Or I'd like to show off my garden or something. Some reason that you'd like to talk to Northstar for some reason. We're not going to let just kind of random stragglers stop by on these high noon safety meetings uh, uh, for now. Uh, that's for the Tuesday and Wednesday shows in the evening. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you've been a regular on the show or if you can ask very nicely to uh, join us, you are more than welcome uh, to hop in and join us on the show. Uh, Northstar, uh, I guess let's get out of the way. Tell us about Alcatraz. Flora wants to know. The, the Alcatraz OG, I take it you're, uh, you're it's referring to. Um, yeah, it's amazing. I just want to know if you're yeah, going to make that's, F3s uh, that, or BXs at any point because it is so good. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff in line right now. I actually have a bunch of different OG stuff that I just started from seed. I'm going to be working back into the Alcatraz. I'm going to be mixing it all together. and uh, I plan to really... Uh, that's going to be the basis of my line, the OG line moving forward for the North Star. For North Star in general, just... Uh, I'm really happy with how that one turned out. It's basically that's, that's a the uh, Hell's Back Cross already, so hmm. it's got a lot of that in it. Uh, I have some uh, Death Row going right now, which is Hell's Cubed. So I'll be crossing basically Hell's Cube back to a Hell's Back Cross. And I've got several other OG mixes. I'm just going to kind of be mixing them together and picking the ones that all represent the most purest, best looking OG in my mind. That's what I'm trying to just bring uh, them all together. Going? But definitely. That how, how lethal that. Injection, did lethal injection carry OG or more chem D? Um, I think I carried a good amount of the the, the, the OG for sure. The uh, bunch structure is not less foxtail. I think chem D would have is a little more compact. Um, it definitely has more of the sweet earthy in it, but the uh, the, the the chem is so strong. You have a lot of that real funky chemical gas, kerosene, parmesan skunk coming through too. Some phenos just lean more to that, and some lean a little more to the sweet OG. It's either way; it's a kind of a win. So it's <laughs> you can't lose either way. One's more funky and nasty, and one's a little more sweet and bottomed out brown, where it really just lays you back a little bit. 
People talk about their favorite OGs, and I guess there are a lot. I think uh, Flora has quite a few of his favorite flavors, Ghost, and so on. Uh, do you have like a favorite OG, or do you just basically like them all kind of equally or something? Um, I like the uh, the Hells a lot. I've always liked that one a lot, but uh, quite frankly, the, the Alcatraz, I like that because I've had people that are almost dead on like the Hells. It's just it's more vigorous. It seems to grow a little happier, healthier. So, you know, I'm probably going to stick forward with that. And basically, I'm, I'll be selecting for Hell's dominant features. That's what I kind of like. What is it about the Hell's that you, uh, you the like? The Hell's what? also, I thought, pretty similar to the... Sorry, a little bit of lag. Go ahead. has like that uh, cucumber, melonary, Irish string kind of just exotic, funky spices that mix in with this, with like an earthy pine moss background it's just it, it lingers the linger you have in your face and you smoke it or you go in the garden and touch it as you walk into the garden you still everything you still smell that on you it always seems to i don't know just comes up good <laughs> hmm. you talk uh already the uh, conversation the has started very oh. similar go ahead poly is a little oh man yeah his internet is rough all right, hopefully he'll come back and I don't know, maybe reset the thing. Here he is. Uh, I've had this problem before. He, uh, kind of like where I live, he, he lives in a very remote area yeah. up in the woods, and his internet is real spotty. I, I guarantee you he'll be back. Right on. Uh, did it help Flora to shut off video or uh, what? Yeah, because if he sometimes... turns off his video, his audio will be clear. Right on. When he gets sure. back, maybe we'll tell him that. <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, you can hear us right on. Uh, we were just talking about maybe if you shut off your video and just go audio only. Yeah, I did that with um, uh, Eagle because it's the time of day. I got to get a little drunk sometimes. Something fades out to where I can't do nothing. I can't even get Dang it. a little phone. <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Yeah, unfortunately, Zoom doesn't have this like bandwidth filtering kind of thing like, like right. uh, the other app. And so people will robot or they'll drop off. If their bandwidth gets too low, it'll just drop them. Is Streamlabs better? Yes. I'll have to find a trick to get into that. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, Ron Hall. Cheers. Uh, what's that? Back on now. Uh, we can hear you back. I see you back now. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Zoom is one of the more difficult platforms for my phone out here for some reason. Whatever uh, one that Floor and I was using. That seemed to be a lot smoother. My phone for a uh, video conferencing. He was just talking about that. Yeah. Well yeah, he was just talking about that with uh, Streamlabs. I'm gonna have to get well. used to it. Uh, well, that's a shame. I can't use it or can't get used to it right now for the interview. All right, we're gonna try our best. Uh, uh, North Star, <laughs> you were talking about uh, what favorite we'll OGs? <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say I like like the hells a lot. Uh, Nepali, I found very similar. Mm. I felt that it had a little extra sweetness to it, maybe a little bit of berry in the background or something, but that was very similar. Um, I was given what was supposedly the original OG Kush. I don't know. I mean, it, looked, it, it tastes like OG Kush. You know, it had that you know, spicy, earthy, some gas mixed in it and different flavors. Uh, but as far I mean, I've, I've, I've tried a lot that were, they were definitely OG Kush of some variety, but nothing was that stand out that makes you really want to smoke them. Hmm. Uh, like I said, the two that really, the Nepali and the Hells, I think of the most of the ones that I've tried that really stick with me as 
maybe it's maybe it's their their stickiness and their 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 softness. They didn't get as dry as other ones did, or something. They just did more higher terpene content overall. They did really just uh, those two seem to really be the standouts for me. Hmm. When you talk about doing like an OG breeding project, uh, uh, we've had kind of a fair question in the past, and and I don't I, I don't even know how to answer it because people say, "Hey, is OG Kush a Kush?" And I'm like. Kinda. I mean, it is cushy. It definitely has, you know, like Nepali OG. It does yeah. definitely have cushiness. And so my question was kind of two parts. Like, do you think there is some narrow leaf kind of varietals in a lot of those OGs, Durban poisons and all that kind of stuff? Uh, uh, and if so, or if not, do you ever think about mixing some actual uh, land race cushions back into it? Let's say stuff from Afghanistan, can you know, uh, uh, Pakistan, whatever. Well, it's funny you say because I always I, I assume like Kush is being more like an Afghan style. Uh, right now going of the Alcatraz cross with the Bubba. I have something that, like I have to work that into the line. So, uh, oh, this is rough. I'd say um, in general that's not that's not the main focus of my line. It's more of the the I'd say the chem base, the uh, classic, more like a triangle cush style, can OG cush blood structure I'm going for. I don't know. We get like every third word. Uh, I, I really need to see like several different pure cushes to be able to compare several different legitimate OGs to see what kind of similarities there are. Sometimes it's just a little bit of flavor profile, but I mean, the, the, the effects and the growth is all completely different in my mind. Cush hmm. um, is really, or they really lay me out. It's more of a body buzz and overall body vibration. And the OGs are much more of a mental escape at the same time. So do you think that they have, let's say, some, I don't know, narrow leaf uh, cultivars mixed into the mix uh, to make that kind of OG a little bit more mellow high? Or what do you think? Definitely could. I mean, it, 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 it really comes down to the original selections that were made that is the, the so-called OG Kush. What was the other, what the other plants look like? Did you see ones that had more cushiness in it? You could tell that you obviously had more cushion in it. Or if the person that actually really made it could come out and say what they what was in it. Was it an accident? <laughs> is it something that they just had in a bag seed? I mean, it's, it's, it's so many mysteries behind some of the stuff. It's hard to get to the truth of of it. I think nowadays you have a lot less of the mystery seeds, so I think you have more deliberate breeding. So near forward, things should be a lot easier to keep clear as what's going on. Do you think, um, uh, this is kind of out of order, but I've been saying this recently sort of on the show, it's something that I think that has occurred to me having picked up some kind of you know, rock star clones from different sources, and some of the rock star clones, yeah, they make wonderful flower, but they're incredible incredibly weak plants i've had plants that looked healthy and seemed healthy and passed quarantine and as soon as i planted them in my like organic living soil that has just living soil in it pretty much fungus and all kinds of stuff i've had you know clones die off and i started to wonder i was like how the fuck did that happen it was a perfectly healthy clone i've got other plants right next to it that are perfectly thriving and this one plant just cacked out dead when i when i plant so i just i was thinking 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 about different things and i started to wonder if a lot of these wonderful plants that we start to talk about are found as outliers instead of built and then selected 
And I guess what I mean to that is, like you were just discussing, for example, or I, I guess getting to, if you were to pick an OG out of a thousand plants that looked like OG, you could pick the healthiest and happiest and fastest to, to uh, clone and all that kind of stuff, right? They're just the best plant, basically. But if you only yeah. had one outlier basically out of 99 plants that did not look like that and then this one other plant that was extraordinary you'll keep it basically that's the tendency it seems like to keep the the unusual trait and then maybe hope that in the future you can make it healthy and a lot of people i think don't even bother to do that that work to make it healthy so for example skittles famously is this like kind of weak ass plant blah 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 do you think that's fair that that a lot of the stuff that we kind of find is selected as an outlier instead of built or is that maybe even just a an abstract way to think of it I, I think there's definitely something to that for sure. I know I've done it myself where it's a tendency to something just looks way off. Like, oh, that looks so bizarre. I got I to gotta try keep that one and check it out or something. But you're right. A lot of times the one that's definitely that, that doesn't doesn't hold well. I've had ones that all of a sudden start growing real long, funky leaves on it and shit. And you don't want to start playing with that. It turns into like you could spend several generations trying mm-hmm. to keep what you think is the good trait and breed out the, the crappiness. It's hard to breed out crappiness once it's in there. It's easier to breed in new good stuff than try to get rid of junk. So I think the the, the plan would be is if, if you have seeds, instead of planting 100 and looking for that one good one, plant 2,000 and look for three or four that might actually have that trait you're looking for and be vigorous and healthy. Maybe you could still find that in there, but you might have to just plant more seeds. But what? you don't want to start off with something that inherently is going to have a weak root system or something that's going to be mm-hmm. hard to produce constant stock or grow well for you then you're constantly fighting it and it's a lot harder to to breed the shittiness out of a plant than to breed good good stuff into already a good plant and add add positive characteristics to a plant why is it hard to breed the crappiness out well (laughs) unless unless you get lucky and it's just i mean you the next generation nothing shows up with it it's it's going to be in the genes, so you have you basically have to make selections that you're not going to find out till maybe the next generation that the recessive gene pop back up again, or what numbers do they pop up in? So in other words, even if you assume, I think I've heard people say this before, they say, oh, you know, it's a weak plant or something, but I'm going to plant 10 seeds or 20 seeds or 100 seeds or something. I'm going to pick the strongest one out of that. But that strongest plant, even though it is the strongest, probably still has the traits of the mother, right? It, it, it guaranteed has the traits, basically. Very well, so yeah. it probably still has it either in a recessive or even a dominant uh, gene. So if it mates yeah. with another one in the future, let's say you were to do some line breeding with one of its filial pairs or some something else that's also shared with traits it could pop back up right and we just lost it yeah no, like, plant a healthy one still it's doing that for time. exactly if you breed with that plant the next generation the way that mix goes could possibly be where 40 percent of your plants are all going to come out weak ass shit mm-hmm. plants you you're, you're or, or even more it could be all of a sudden that's a more dominant feature when you cross that in the next generation, if you keep in this make big selection out of big chicks, but you can keep it, I won't go in and make out of that. Gosh, what um, do you do when that happens? Do I don't know. Do you just take a break for a second until the internet gets better? Fuck. No, just let them talk. Just let yeah. it go. Yeah. Um, Sorry, China, folks. I, I hope you guys understand. We're, we're, we're trying. Hopefully, the internet improves. What's that, Smash? Oh, there is. Try to have them shut down. Sound yeah, better. maybe if you shut off your video, it might help uh, a North Star. Just okay. basically stop video. It doesn't always help, but sometimes it does. It might help with the bandwidth. I have a short answer, though. Now, like if you redirect plants, 
like if you if you have no like say you have a bag seed you know it came from a hermes plant right yeah and that and that and that plant had like shitloads of beans it wasn't just one bean like it wasn't just like you know some natural thing it's like it had nanners and you breathe yeah. into that well that's that that hermaphrodite trait is recorded in the rdna and it might take like four to five generations to try to breed that out and you may not yeah. even breed it out then so if you really want to work. spend that, that amount of time and keep exactly. breeding, try to get that out then sure but it that must be a real, real special fucking cut for you to want to do that Exactly. That's not worth it usually. Is there a plan Definitely that you would not. do that for? Like, I don't know. For example, I guess that basically jumps way ahead in the discussion. But what is for you like a 10 out of 10 plants or 10 out of 10 plant? Also, it's kind of funny because we talk about this bag seed stuff and a lot of the big strains we know of. It's just that. I was just talking about this the other day. GG4 is oh, an yeah. exceptional flower, but it is a temperamental plant at best. So it was obviously selected as an as an outlier. I mean, it was kind of famously selected as an outlier. It's number four, right? There's also GG4 number five, or GG number mm -hmm. five, blah, 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 blah. GG4 number five. No, anyway, your, question, so your question to Northstar, though, what if, if you had to select something that, you know, you knew Hermes and you wanted, but you wanted to save it, what, what would that strain be? Is a good... Like yeah, that would be tough. Your answer to that, something obviously that that besides being a, a killer plant to breed with, I have to love smoking it. Like I can't mm. imagine not having it in my garden or something. Um, something that'd be hard to come by. I mean, possibly like the UK cheese, something like that. I don't know. Um, see, for me, it's a little difficult because part of my mission is to, to be able to have enough different seed stock that represents the mother plants that I like so much that I don't have to really worry too much about losing something. By the um, way, you're very unique. I don't know if enough people kind of mention how, how awesome this is. I'm always kind of in awe. You have one of the probably biggest plant libraries of any breeders that I know. There might be a couple others, archive and stuff, have a few, have a crazy selection. But you have a crazy selection of stuff to work with, don't you? I mean, uh, I have. Way. I've actually, I've, I've, I've cut it down a lot in the past. In the past three years, I, I've been getting rid of a lot of stuff. I'm just huh. trimming down. Part of the mission is for me is I found myself constantly making new plants, and I'd go back to all these clone plants that I've had. I'm breeding back to the same clone plants again. So, over half of my my breeding area is filled with me taking a new plant that I've made, crossing back to some clone only that's hmm. old again. Uh, I have loads of seeds like that. Uh, I had to force myself to get away from that by getting rid of a lot of clone-only stuff. So now I'm trying to be more just my stuff, cross with my stuff in the direction I want to take it with my taste instead of coming back to somebody else's breeding selections from 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Why, did you, uh, why did you choose to go this new direction? You just want to basically mark your own stake more or what are you, what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, just I want, I want everything to just be more how I like it. I mean, I don't know, just my own stuff uh, i feel too that if it's coming more from my own seed stock i have less to worry about if i decide to say you know i'm gonna take a year off and go travel the world i can i can cut everything down and just go away and i can come back and have a big huge seed starting for a year and make all the selections again because it's all right there from the seed stock where i got it from originally um i got a question go for it. more yeah personal like where did cannabis start in your life like like how did you start with cannabis and then where did the breeding come in like just wonder 
Uh, well, I can remember from, from being way back a little kid with my parents, you know, smoking with the roach clips with the feathers hanging off of them. My dad's playing Atari. Um, the, the smell of them smoking pot, friends and family over all the time. I, I remember that growing up. And then I guess I was around nine or ten. We had pot growing in the back family garden next to the corn and everything. I can remember, you know, just an all looking at the plant growing. It was awesome. And then going forward from there, the first time I, I got, I actually got busted in sixth grade, a class camping trip, smoking pot. I pinched it from my dad's bag from homegrown shit. And I'd rolled up a couple joints and we were behind one of the cabins smoking when one of the, one of the, uh, the parent chaperones, that was a state trooper came around the corner and busted us. <laughs> so I mean, ever since then, I've, I mean, I've always liked smoking pot. I don't know. <laughs> How long have you been growing almost as long too? Or when did you start growing? No, nah, I, I started growing in my early twenties, about 20 years. So I'm almost 25 years now from growing. Um, no, not until I, 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 you know, I have my own place to grow at. I wasn't growing like when I was 13 years old, like in the backyard or anything. But so I got a question. What was, what was your exposure to space queen before meeting Monty? Um, just being on overgrow, just reading about because I was an overgrow and stuff. Other than that, and I met Sub at the uh, 2000 and 2006 Cannabis Cup in Amsterdam. And I smoked it with him there and stuff. But other than that, I didn't, other than just overgrow. Um, what other places have you been for? Like, like you said, just at Amsterdam. Have you been anywhere else? Like, where has cannabis brought you? Because I've been thinking about going to like Spain. I want to go to. I've never been to Amsterdam myself. I had a blast in Jamaica. Jamaica. But I, I went to Jamaica there. and uh, I actually uh, brought some of my own bud with me to Jamaica. And then the guys were all trying to sell me bud, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, 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 dude. I got my own. Check it out. Like, oh, man. Oh. I'm like, yeah, I want some good bud. Where's the good stuff? Not the stuff of the tourists. Go up into the hills. Bring me back. So I was, I was trying to get some, <laughs> some good shit back from then. That was just from the early days of growing stuff. So that was uh, that's like that a breeder. Was, that's like a cannabis breeder dream or something. A cannabis grower dream. Like you go to Jamaica and they're like, "Hey, man, you want some weed?" And you're like, "I got some weed. Here you go." And then they buy weed from you. <laughs> that would be like the fucking dream. <laughs> now they came back with some green sticky that sticks to your fingers. I'm like, that's what I want. I'm this, this old shit. Last year, the fresh, good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was that was fun. Um, I'm traveling all over the state here in California. From I mean, I, I was in New Jersey growing for a while. So when I moved to California, I was like a whole new world too. Just being able to go to a shop and pick up stuff, or all the the nurseries. I had all the availability for all the grow supplies. Mm. Where I was at in South Jersey it was not like that at all. <laughs> How about the East Coast? I was growing in a garage. With state troopers across the street. Wow. <laughs> Did you still have to kind of talk about tomatoes and stuff when you came to California, or was it pretty open? It was open. Huh. I can never actually the uh, the hydro guy. I, 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 moved, I moved to California within like six months. I was already a TGA uh, salesperson huh. selling feeds in California everywhere. <laughs> I, I knew so before that from, from uh, online and everything. So we got out from Canada from uh, Breed Bay and everything. So when we got out out here. I drove up to, up to Oregon and met up with him and brought back stock and started dealing with the shops. So I was already actually you know, trading seed stock for store credit at the hydro store. 
and stuff trying to, to get to get deals that way. What so was the beginning were, of your that's another dream? What's that bartering, bartering with the, the gross store, <laughs> not having to give real cash. I would love that. Right. Uh, yep. when, go ahead, Narcer. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. When did you get started with uh, breeding? What what got you motivated, basically, to breed? Well, part of it was I was in New, in New Jersey. I had uh, I had bought several different seeds before, and I've had several, some good luck with it. But I had also got some seeds. Uh, was it BC Bud Depot or somebody we got from? And they were such ass. I'm like, oh, what a waste of freaking time! I said, this is some total bullshit. And at that point, right there, I was like, you know what? I already had good runs from these plants over here. Let me just pop some of these sky seeds again. They were good shit. Dr. Green Thumbs. Let me just take a mail and make some of my own F2 stock with F2's got to be better than some bunk that I'm getting from here. It's half permed out and everything bullshit. So after that, I made the first batch of seeds I had tried instead of instead of buying new seeds for the next season, I started some of my own and I was more than thrilled with them. So from then on, I was like, screw this. I'll, I'll go out and buy a bunch of stuff I like too and make my own stuff from then on too because it's just is too random trying new stuff all the time. So I, 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 some breeders I had tried before I'd liked, and then moving out here to California was even easier to acquire more genetics. I could taste something in the shop and they'd have some of the stuff available in clone form and whatnot too. So that made it even easier, but definitely um, being in a place where I had to buy seeds for my starts, wasn't really available in New Jersey to have access to stuff that much. So at the time it made even more sense just to, make my own seeds to make sure I had good stock. <laughs> Makes me wonder, honestly, I haven't really thought of this before, but I wonder how many of the strains that we talk about that aren't just kind of accidental bag seeds, you know, GG4s and stuff, even that's arguable, I guess. But I wonder about all the different strains that we talk about these days and all of their kind of mother and father strains. I wonder how much of that came from sort of deliberate hidden breeding, you know, in back corners that nobody heard about with really closely t held genetics. I think that's what a lot of people think. But then when I think about a ton of different breeders today, from uh, Ninja to OD Diesel to all these different guys uh, who got uh, uh, clones from places like Harborside, uh, not to necessarily uh, uh, say wonderful things about Harborside because it was apparently kind of a corporate place and whatever, and it's, I guess, changed a yeah, lot. Whatever, a long whatever. Point. But at the at the at the same time, you know, bad can do good things. It had uh, clones available, and so uh, what uh, GDP and all kinds of stuff basically came through there and passed into oh, yeah. other people's hands, right? For sure. I mean, I, I vended at all those places, vending seeds everywhere. So it was, I was always in the back when all the clones were in the back everywhere. So I got to look through all their clones, clone mm. stock, everything. It was, it was like a makes me wonder how much of that actually everything. created the new cannabis genome. I guess what I'm talking about is like Flora and I talk about. It, it's amazing that you can these days in in the legal markets, of course, uh, go to a dispensary and in some cases get a really clean clone. Like there's a couple places in town, a couple places you can get shabby clones, but a couple places you can get really clean clones with good genetics. And that I think is going oh, yeah. to be the springboard to a lot of really good work in the future. Go ahead, Flora. I was gonna say that was one of the uh, the advantages in the medical days was that uh, often you know if you found some really good herb, um, they would often like you said have a clone. They'd have yeah, clones available exactly. for a strain, which was like fucking dope because you knew you liked that weed. You knew how you knew if it was grow you could grow it that well yourself or better. So you know that's you exactly that how I came across the Hell's OG. So they, were, they had they had Hell's OG in the show. I was like that's a Bomb ass OG. I said, We got a whole tray of clothes. The guy brought it in over here. I said, Shit, 
Give them to me. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's how I originally started collecting clones. It's because, like, I would buy that strain in the store. I'd be like, oh, well, fuck, I, I can grow that, you know? And the same guy brings in the brings the clone in, too. The bro brings the flowers in. You're like, mm. perfect. Give it to me. See, on the East Coast, I've always been like, well, now I'm not. But before we legalized, I never kept clones because, just because, in case, you know? I never wanted to have a plan in the house in case anything happened. Because yeah. like, it would have been, can't imagine what they would have did back then, you know? They probably, well, probably I wasn't there. They didn't keep clones of any. So I, I'd start from seed all the time. So that's why I started making seed because they're getting expensive having to buy them all the time. <laughs> like, like, you know, 15 years ago or so, like the, the dispensaries, like a lot of the clones, they were Dutch strains. <clears throat> so they were like seeds you wouldn't even know how to get. And you'd be like, oh, damn, UK cheese? Fuck, mm. I'll buy that for 10 bucks. Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> All things being equal, uh, do you prefer uh, a growing from seed or from uh, clone, Northstar? I mean, let's say, obviously, we're not going to talk specifically about genetics, but if you had to grow a plant, would you rather grow a clone or a, a plant from seed? I'd rather grow from seed. Huh. It's just, I want to I I be surprised a little bit mm. at the end result. I want to have the mystery of how dank is this, is this going to be at the end? Is it the this, way this special ones? <laughs> The way I think about it is, um, I, I'm very the one on this on this panel. I grow from seed the most. Like I've always grown from seed. I've never I really kept that, home. but uh, you grow from well, seed almost exclusively. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But yeah, I've actually the first time keeping a plant was this apple fritter I have, and I've, I've had it for like a year and a half now. Oh fuck! I kind of lost where I was going. Oh shit! Sorry. Oh, I remember. <laughs> but like, I like when you get a clone you're pretty much getting someone else's selection. When we're going from seed, we'll, we'll be able to find something that fits our, our style, our, our likes a little more, I think, instead of trying to go with someone else's. That's why I love going from seed because I can pick out which strain is better for me, you know? Oh yeah, exactly. How do you prefer uh, your highs, uh, Northstar? Do you prefer uh, a body or a mind high or a little bit of both? Or what, what do you look for in that kind of high experience? Uh, I like I like the mental high. I like I, it can be even verging a psychedelic is for me is fine. Um, I want to have that you know creative urge to go do something when I get when I get, when I get high. I don't want to get I don't want to get stoned. I want to get actually get high. I want to get up and uplifted and go do something. Um, now at the same time, at the end of the day, or if I have, you know, an injury like right now, my my freaking foot's hurting me. Mm. I want something heavy to just take my mind off of it and lay me down. Do I just want to sink into the couch for a bit and just feel feel nothing? <laughs> but in general, for my for what I enjoy, would be definitely getting high and uh, all in the head, just soaring. What do you think about this modern craze where uh, there's a lot of breeders who say they're breeding for washing? Mm. Yeah, some breeders exclusively say we breed for hash, like a shwale, a few others, right? Yeah. Uh, I guess. I mean, why not? If that's going to be your thing, go for it. But your niche. It should make a difference. If it's good for hash, you'd be good to smoke, too. So <laughs> I get it, though. Like, if you only smoke hash, that's what you're going to select for, you know? Mm. You're not smoking the flower. That used to be code word, <laughs> code word for small yield. 
<laughs> Larfy plants. It's good for hash, bro. Extracts, <laughs> <laughs> man. You should see how it wa- looks like crap now, but you should see how it washes. Uh, yeah, yeah, it smells asks, fire when we wash it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, B. Allen asks, uh, "What does Northstar uh, uh, think about the hop latent virus? And is he taking any measures to test his strains? I feel like a lot of people have it and they don't even know about it." He says, "You got to test for that. I've used the uh, CBG labs." And uh, I think they're in, it's in Fresno, Central Valley. It's like $25 a test, $30 a test. They have like 48-hour turnaround. They're really good to mm-hmm. use. Uh, you basically, you have to take a uh, sample from your different three different sections of leaf, top, lower, and middle. And you take a root sample. You have to have a root sample for sure. And then a piece of the piece of a uh, branch off of, off of a leaf too. So they can test it from multiple spots of the plant. Have you had uh, plants pop hot? I haven't have anything test positive yet. I've I've tested multiple plants that I have from all my clones cutting this year, and then I have uh, I tested an XJ thirteen, which looked funky to me. It was grown funky, it's been hard to clone. I I suspected of having something, so I sent that in too, and it came back clean. So I don't know. Um, maybe it's just freaking root bound or something, or mm. it's fucking old. I don't know. It's <laughs> fine. You find plants that are like. <laughs> Going through like all these seeds, you must find plants that are a little finicky or, or need less water or more water. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm having, I have a seed run going right now. I'm starting. I had some plants that were six inches tall right now, other ones that were still little squat sprouted things. And I'm I just, I, I used to try to keep everything. And it was now I'm, I'm really getting picky from the beginning now. So I'm, I'm trying to clear out all the, the runs real early saves me heartache in the end and then uh part of my breeding process is when i find a plant i like it plant has to get revenged too that's part of some plants if it doesn't the reveg process then it's not a keeper that's the first time i've heard that one yeah that's it's unusual cool. why do you why do you like that um well I, part of a breeding method i do a lot of micro breeding where i I do a, a lot of plants in small areas, small plants. I only, only going to yield about an eighth to a quarter. I cut about half the plant off to test it. The keepers get revegged, and then they get labeled and everything after they get kept from the butt from the batch of plants. Save me from having to clone, say, two hundred plants that are going to get trashed, and I have two hundred clones that are going to get trashed, and it's a lot of extra work and time for nothing when I can just pick out ten plants out of the two hundred and ten plants. And reveg them after I've smoked them and said, that's the one I want to keep that one. I want to keep that one. I want to keep that one. Um, now, uh, after you, that, if some of the plants just don't reveg, they just, they won't take the reveg and that's a weak genetic in them. And I just toss them out. too. how do you reveg? Um, we've actually talked about this on the show a couple of mm-hmm. times. Um, what's, what's your way to reveg? Cause it seems like you do it more than, more than often, mm-hmm. more people. You know oh yeah. Well, is, I did a lot. Yeah, I, I, my plants are usually in small, small containers, about one cup, two cups of soils, about all really small when they're flowered. So they basically get stuck into a one gallon pot and transplanted into a one gallon pot and stuck in a twenty four hours delay. Um, with the fresh new soil, I don't even bother feeding them, other than uh, a little bit of B vitamins. Uh, Light's not too intense over them, and then make sure that the water's not not overwatered for sure. You got to keep keep it kind of like um, gentle, like their like their seedlings for the first couple of days. Keep it take it easy for their transplant after they've been 
after you after you made your selections, and then um, not just let them keep going until they start. You know, the roots start expanding back out again and exploring new soil. And it's usually not long. Usually within about four weeks to six weeks, the most for most plants, I start seeing significant reveg action happening. Interesting. After about eight weeks, if the plant's not giving me anything, that's when I, I usually toss it out. What do you use for like, like nutrients? Like I hear you said soil, so I'm guessing soil. Um, what do you yeah. use? Like, because you said B vitamins and shit. A little Super Thrive. I Super Thrive for B vitamins. Um, a general organics line. I put a little bit of that, wither that down. Like a, a weak solution of veg for for the plants to feed them with. Uh, I use the green grow veg stuff also, depending on what what stage of growth the plants are in or mm. where they're headed to after I'm done with it at the time. But green grows products are are fun. Uh, I like them. I have lot. never used expensive. Them. Oh, excellent, 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 but uh, very expensive. Uh, yeah, he micronizes his stuff very, very, very fine. I don't think anything is as micronizes his stuff, and maybe it's some of the highest quality amendments. That's one of the reasons why it's so expensive. But yeah, really, really high quality. Um, like he said, breaks down almost immediately. Like Northstar said, it's it's kind of unearthly how quickly it breaks down because it's so finely powdered. Uh, Northstar, I was curious. Uh, I was on Eagles Show the other day. You've been on Eagles Show a couple times, and he asked me a, a somewhat unusual question. But I've heard him and a few other people talking about this, so it can't be that unusual. Okay. We had to agree to disagree because I felt a different way than he did, uh, but I'm curious how you feel. Uh, he basically does not like the idea of seed variety. When he plants uh, 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 one or an entire pack of seeds, uh, he or you know one at a time even, he wants them to pretty much come out as clones, basically. He wants them to come out the same, and he thinks that it's essentially, uh, I don't remember exactly how he said it, but I think he said it was kind of throwing... Uh, 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 shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. I don't think that's exactly how he said it, but it was just like random chance. Wants this, it like these corn. Days. Yeah, I, a little I, I bit. Just, and yeah, he wants it like a F5 corn or something, right? And I disagreed completely. I was like, no, I kind of like the TGA model where, uh, you know, you get basically a keeper in every pack, but, you know, you have some variety that you get to pick from and something your own. What do you, what do you feel about that kind of dichotomy? I totally feel I want variety on my packs. The only time I'm going to want and expect everything to be the same is if the pack is labeled IBL. Mm. If it's all inbred and it's supposed to look the same, then I want it to look the same. Like if I'm getting, uh, if I go and I, I pick up a pack of, say I make a Alcatraz OG F7 IBL, then I expect all of them to look the same. But a regular pack of Alcatraz, I expect to have a little variation in some are a little gassy or some are a little sweeter, so forth like that. But I don't, in general... For most seeds, I expect to see some kind of variation, and that's going to depend on the parentage. I mean, if it's if I'm looking at a, a purple Urkel crossed with Panama red, I expect to see a lot of variation. Actually, I might want to get three packs of that so I can actually do a, uh, see what kind of variation there really is in that big stretch of uh, genome difference between the Indican and Sativa, complete opposites. Now, if I'm getting something that's like a Cindy ninety nine crossed with Space Queen, I expect to see much less variation in in something along that lines being how close together they are hmm. but i would still expect to see some difference in the plants when i want it to be all the same i'll make my selection and i'll cut clones of that one and all my clones will be the same <laughs> yeah. or you just yeah or you keep breeding down the line yeah try to get to that f4 f6 where everything is pretty fucking similar 
Yeah. That's the thing that always strikes me. It's like if you really wanted something that was all the same, if you just wanted a field of plants that's all the same, just grow them all from clone. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal. If you're if you're growing them all exactly. right next to each other, you don't really have to worry too much about the taproot or anything else. You're just kind of it's going to be a field of green. It's not going to make a big fucking difference, really. Uh, I mean, I guess it's nice to have a taproot. So I suppose if you really wanted to grow at scale, like agricultural scale, okay, that's useful, okay. and that's why they do it for exactly. corn and stuff. But I don't know exactly. I don't so I, I don't I don't breed for commercial use training. I'm strictly for the home grower, home breeder. So is that, that's, that's what is your style? Yeah, because well, uh, I've I've said that before. <laughs> Sometimes uh, friends of mine will ask me like, "Oh, so do you do you sell seeds to farms?" And I was like, "No, I don't have anything against that really. Like, it's not like I would turn their money down, but I don't I don't focus on them at all. I focus on little guys, basically, just like me. I don't really." I, I don't I don't really want to lie to anybody, so I don't want to say like, oh yeah, I've tested my seeds at scale or some shit. No, I mean I test my seeds at small scale. All my testers are small scale. Like, it works for me to kind of imagine what someone like me wants in seeds, right? That kind of makes exactly. sense to me, right? Is that basically how you think? Exactly, it's dead on. Hmm. Um, the other, the one thing, well. So me and Eagle were talking the other day, and he does the drying with the herbs now and stuff. And I've always been a fan of hang. Like I would love to find a fast way to dry my herb, you know, and have it be good. It would be amazing. Well, what's the expression? There's a triangle of there's fast, cheap, and good. You can have two of the three, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, th I feel like weed basically falls into that category too. Um, well, what do you? Yeah, how do you dry I, your stuff? I said, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm asking you, like, how do you dry your stuff? Do you still do, like, uh, a dry hang? Oh, good. Yeah, I have a, uh, I have, I have hanging racks for some stuff, depending on what it is, like outdoor stuff, or the, uh, um, seed runs and stuff, all of hangers for all that, like, trays that hang. But then I have, uh, I have a big drying box that I made that has a bunch of shelves in it, and it runs, I run, uh, it hooks up to a house filter on the outside, so it draws air through the house filter, then through the, the plant so it's all filtered air and the uh, fans cool. have them hooked up to adjust the timer how the flow rate how much and how often usually I, it's one for a half an hour off for an hour and it alters like that depending on the humidity in the air and everything um i've used that for gotta be at least 15 16 years actually one of my fans broke so i only have one fan working right now but it's still good enough i just gotta replace it it's just like a uh exhaust fan for a uh, um, bathroom <laughs> That works fine, and then uh, I use uh, a freeze dryer for my hash. Oh, you got a freeze dryer? I want one. Yeah, I was I was actually the first person to do that. I put that up on Instagram in 2015. Really? I got made fun of freeze drying my hash. <laughs> I took it to shows. People, five people, tell me it was BHO. It wasn't ice water hash. I'm like now it's ice water hash. It's got bubbles in it because it was freeze dried. I had uh, Matt Rice come to me and tell me it was uh, Matt Rice. Tell me it was what's it called? I'm. Uh, <laughs> I was doing dipping dots. It was dipping dots hash, and it's all it's all wet and shit. It's it's freeze dry. There's no water in it at all. You don't understand the process or something at first. It was funny though. That's cool. Apparently, he makes one. I've never met him, but he apparently makes wonderful hash. But if I had a nickel for the amount of times <laughs> I've heard people fucking have terrible stories with him, apparently I'd be rich. Uh, who's texting me? Nobody's texting. Nah, me. Go ahead. I met him over us before. He he um makes excellent hash, but he's definitely had like this. It is just, just pompous. I don't know how to say. It just acts like it's you know, 
it's, it, he's the he's the best. And if you some something different, then you're just full of shit. You know what you're talking about? I'm like, dude, I'm not even trying to. I did. I it was like, I tagged him in a post about hash or nothing. I was like, look, my new technique, blah blah. And all of a sudden, it was like I was getting ripped on about it. It was it was it was ridiculous, but. There's a huge amount of posing in cannabis. And I don't know, there's posing in in life in general, but it's crazy to me how much there is in cannabis. And I think it's because there aren't really too many degrees or certifications or anything like that. So people can just fucking pose. They just mug for the fucking camera and hope that 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 works, basically. Go ahead, Smash. Um, I was just, so do you use anything for trimming, like machine wise, or you just hand trim everything? I hand trim everything, yeah. So I still do too, but like, as the big the bigger I get, the worse I hate trimming. Yeah, so I don't, I don't grow that much to trim. So I mean, like this year here, I'm growing two little hoop houses out. I'll probably have maybe twelve pounds total for the year. Is all I'm growing out. That's a um, lot. Though. To me, that would everything takes a while to be. Yeah. So I don't have like twenty pounds of seeded stuff to to shuck. <laughs> If you people had say, your, uh, go ahead, smash. Uh, people say the trim is for bigger quantities. Like you do you hand trim the top nuggets to trim trim bag the bottoms. It works pretty good. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I, oh, go ahead. Prune the house is out pretty well, so they're mostly just nice tops everywhere, and anything that's less than a bowl pack goes to the hash. <laughs> Northstar, uh, if you were to, uh, uh, we were talking about the lottery yesterday. If you were to win the lottery or something uh, uh, tomorrow, uh, where would you pick on earth to grow? And, and what would your garden look like? Oh, well, geez, I probably wouldn't go anywhere. I'm fine where I'd be at. So you'd stay right on your land, right where you are? The weather is absolutely perfect. Yeah, I, mean, oh. I, I it averages like the, the high of the summer. The average is like eighty-one degrees. What really? I'm, I'm like in the mid-seventies most of the time here and dry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Shangri-La. <laughs> really, yeah. Um, maybe I have a little more southern exposure. <laughs> but uh, what was the, what was the rest of the question? I guess what would the, what would the garden look like? I mean, if you if you were so you're we just established you can save the money. You're not going to go anywhere. Uh, would you do anything different to your garden? Like if you were to be blessed by I don't know a freaking gajillion dollars, would you change your garden in some way? Let's not say a gajillion. Let's say if I handed you a hundred thousand, what would be your uh, dream garden? Probably I probably wouldn't change much. Honestly, uh, I I'd maybe like a. Uh, a new facility to to do my breeding in something something a little bigger than I used to. I used to have two buildings. I shrunk it down to one building, but I'd like to have the space of the two buildings in the one building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe I would do that. Are you doing light depth on the one building? Well, I have the thing is I had I have I have two extra houses on my property, and the one I was small one I was using a small one before it was basically for the veg veg house and everything and then that turned into just the the, uh, the dad's house so I had a lot of male plants in there and I had two on my male testing in there uh, the house down the hill was bigger and that turned into the veg house and I put some indoor rooms in it for flowering too the big thing with the house down the hill is my electric company has never given me an electric bill for that house yet that I've been here it's on a separate meter by itself, and I've never received the bill. So I've been getting free electric from the house for 20 years. 
I moved everything down hey, there because it just made me like that so secret anymore. Yeah, stop, stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. <laughs> oh boy! Now we gotta delete the show. That's right. <laughs> Everybody for real, just for real, that though. last five minutes. Uh, we, we were we talking fucking, about sandwiches. Jeez, we were talking yeah, last night. Favorite sandwich. Not really, but I was telling Fumi we went up sixty percent on our on our electricity over the winter. Um, I'm in Mass, so our bill went up from people were getting two hundred dollar bills to six hundred dollar bills. Oh, mm. ouch! Yeah, I think a one friend of ours, a friend of the show, Grokoski, was saying the same thing. He suddenly got slammed with like a nine hundred dollar bill. It was freaking out of this world. You know, he was used to paying two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars. That, that's reasonable, right? But freaking like yeah. tripled, I think. Yeah, which doesn't make sense actually, because sixty percent more is not triple, but still, whatever. No. Maybe there was some other expediency. I don't know, or ex- ex- whatever. It was something else happened. Uh, what was the question? Smash? Has he been struggling with uh, energy problems, or what were you going to ask? Well, I was going to say, how could you? Do you use any solar? Because, like, that's a big thing we've been talking about. Like, I would love to do solar for the garden to kind of take it off the grid. That's something I was looking into, actually. I was dealing with all that. Um, I had issues with um, the middle and north side of the property a little bit. I had trees that I had to take down so I can get over my roof. Now, all these extra charges, having a metal roof, they want to charge me extra for a metal roof. I have beam ceiling with an extra call, char- charge, no attic space, yada, yada, yada. I have to put a ground mount in somewhere. I have to trench for the ground mount. Um, and by I, was, I didn't really start looking until recently just because it's just the, the, the extra expenses I have to go in with. I have to also upgrade my entire system to a 400-watt system from a 200-watt of my house. The extra expenses out front on top of the cost of the solar it, I don't save any money for quite a while so I've never wanted to invest tens of thousands of dollars to start saving like you know 50 bucks a month is all you don't qualify for any of the California uh, assistance for that solar power assistance uh, back Back up now. There we go. I was just saying, there's a lot of programs in California that like cover a large percentage of the solar panels. Yeah, I, actually, I was I was actually selling solar. Uh, looking into all that, just the, the uh, even with me selling it, it wasn't worth it for me to get it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then uh, right now, actually, as of the 14th of April, they switched over to the uh, net metering 3.0. So you're only going to get 25 percent of your what you put on the system back. So unless you have batteries now, which is not extra ten to $20,000 expense, you're still going to have big electric bills after you're, you run anything at nighttime. So. Oh, my apologies. I'm laughing over several day over several, several day old Reddit comments. Uh, what were we talking about? I was going to bring it back to uh, weed again. Uh, we were talking about uh, uh, highs a little while ago. And you mentioned uh, that you actually really prefer uh, heady creative highs that you can kind of get stuff doing, uh, get stuff yes, going. Uh, 
traditionally, a lot of times people call those sativas, right? You know, lately people are trying to call it, I'm trying to remind myself to call it narrow leaf drug cultivar, whatever. It doesn't really, it doesn't really roll off the tongue quite as, as yeah. well. But uh, would you say that that's accurate, more or less, that you like to smoke kind of sativa sort of varietals? And what are some of your favorites? I remember Flora wanted to ask you about uh, uh, the, the Chilumbian. Uh, I've heard you yeah. talking about the Chilumbian quite a bit. I guess I'm leading you, I'm leading the question, but what do you, what do you think about for varieties? Uh, definitely save uh sativa varieties are my favorite i like uh i like the colombian based stuff in my line that i've been smoking just colombian skunk based it's just a uh, nice uplifting buzz i also like the uh haze lines there's a lot of colombian in the haze lines also so it's a lot of the central american land race stuff that really does me the best i guess i don't know hmm. You like that more I than like. Had much luck. I haven't had much luck trying to grow any ties out that I've I've enjoyed. I've had I've grown a lot of tie and all of it's been shit for the most part. So hmm. had no luck with the, it. What about the Oaxacan? Did you like that stuff? Yeah, that was I like that. That was that was not that was a highland variety. It was not a tall, lanky plant. It was a squat, shorter plant. Hmm. Obviously, grew up in the, the mountainsides or something. Um, that reminded me more of um, stuff that I had tasted from India before, from like from like subcontinent of india had a tropical mango-y kind of flavor so that could have been something that was imported from over there the uh the oaxacan gold i had was from, from 81 so i could definitely have been something that hippies were moving around back in the day and i could have been mixing over there somehow but definitely it was the highland variety i forgot more to mention of, this uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, actually. It's going to be a shame if I forgot. Uh, I remember uh, Subcool talking about uh, your palate, basically, and it was kind of funny. Almost immediately when you were talking about cannabis, as soon as you got on the show, you started talking about the flavors, and it's really quite unusual, I think, for many uh, breeders to talk about flavors. Flora is actually one of the few that does talk about them. Uh, many breeders don't even really focus on the flavor at all. We were talking about uh, 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 that to Romulan. He was like, the, the high is first and foremost. The flavor is maybe fifth or sixth or seventh important and a lot of breeders seem to be that way how important is flavor for you <clears throat> yeah, it was very important uh, that's, that's the, the is just the smell first and the taste going in and exhale and it lingers in your mouth and that that experience is something that it lasts it just it brings you back to when you want to smoke more whether you are whether you're too high or not it's not something you end up overindulging sometimes it tastes so good you want to have more um that's yeah, super important, and at the same time, I've never, I've never to this day yet smoked something that was really, oh, it's so delicious. It just tastes so good, and I didn't have a good buzz at all to it. Mm. So definitely, they 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 go hand in hand. I had one. Uh, uh, I still have a little jar of it. I had a bag seed of Blue Magoo from back in the day when I smoked at dispensaries all the time, and it was incredibly flavorful. Still, t ar arguably to this day, one of the most flavorful. Literally, like. Chomping on a blueberry, absolutely incredible, but did not get me high in any way at all. It was the only plant that's ever been like that. It was kind of a funny. Did you ever had it tested? Pardon? You ever I have not had a test? No, I didn't have it tested. No, and unfortunately, I don't have it anymore just because it was so uh -huh. like bullshit. I wonder if I have seeds of it though. I might have seeds with it. it I should take a look. Tests like nine percent CBD and like one percent THC or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I remember smoking it with a couple of friends <laughs> and we didn't really have I had some pain issues at the time I didn't really have an effect I mean you never know right but it's yeah. entirely possible that there was some other compound you know these days we know about CBG and all these other things right yeah. so maybe you know what I mean yeah 100% I've said that before that the flavor is the effect and that's not one to one but uh, there's a huge 
there's a uh, well, uh, what, what's the word? A huge Entourage correlation. Effect. Pardon? Yeah, I said Entourage synergy. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the the well, yeah, like the lemony strains and kind of more uplifting heady highs, and unfortunately for some people, kind of paranoia. Yeah, a lot of that stuff follows together. Uh, anyway, what was I going to say besides that? Because we're actually kind of wrapping up. By the way, folks, if you do have any questions for uh, North Star, we've got maybe about fifteen minutes or so left in the show. Uh, tag me in the chat so I don't miss them, uh, and uh, we'll be happy to ask uh, uh, the chat. By the way, Dirty actually was saying he's I think down in Southern Oregon. He was saying that. Uh, oh, he's also saying Blue Magoo is so good, but he was saying that uh, as far as sativa and stuff, he says just call them tropical. They grow in hot areas. What do you think about the kind of nomenclature sort of uh, uh, veering the card to the left for a second uh, North Star sometimes people are trying to call it type 1 type 2 this and that they're calling it narrow leaf broad leaf blah 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 or sativa indica how would you prefer to call weed would you like to just basically um, make it easier I like go ahead myself personally I like to see indica sativa just for the sense of the end grower knowing mm. what to expect whether they're going to get a, a, a large rangy you know stretched out big plant or something that's going to say squatter more bush like Christmas tree small just in general, for what they expect the finished product to look like size-wise. Hmm. Um, I think that doesn't really describe the plant. You need to really have a full description, which would be you know, the, the terpene levels or the aromas you get off of it and the type of high you experience from it to give the person a full view of what the plant is. Um, but I like sativa in it because it's as simple. Most people understand what that means as far as what to expect for the size of a plant when they grow it. Makes sense. I mean, it's honestly like when you think about most people, they're not super advanced at the stuff that they do just in general, right? Like most home cooks are not chef level, right? They can't fucking, you know, slice and dice. They could just basically barely, uh, uh, I should have rhymed that a little bit better, but they can barely get by and cook some fucking eggs or something. Anyway, I guess I'm veering off. Do you like, uh, well, testing? and the oh, thing too is almost everything now is it's almost, almost everything you're going to find some sort of hybrid. So it's, you know, it's, it's sativa leaning hybrids indica leaning hybrid for so much of majority of it that nothing's really that range it's not like you're throwing a tie down that's going to stretch for 12 weeks and just be continually vining around your garden everywhere so it, most people don't even even you tell them sativa indica is not going to have a real impact on mm. how they grow or where they're growing because it's not really sativa or indica it's hybridized to <laughs> be manageable by whatever size it is so how do you feel about the cannabis genetic pool? And let's say you're, you have a, I mean, still, if, even if you've pared it down, I'm sure you still have a, a massive yeah. library compared to most breeders. Uh, how do you feel about that genetic pool, especially actually having such a, a broad genetic pool? You've probably seen it growing in your, with your eyes and seen how similar, that's something that's really struck me, how similar mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that you get from completely different sources and they obviously have the same genetics and it makes me think, or it made me start thinking more and more about how incredibly bottlenecked cannabis is in many ways. How do you feel about that? Do you like the kind of bottlenecking that you can, I mean, uh, it's almost I like one like big inbred line. Go ahead, sorry. I don't like it. I, I feel like a lot, some of that's attributed to a lot of the, uh, the clone sellers out there in the market i see on instagram all the time people selling clones they have the clone banks and they all have a lot of the similar type clones they're selling mm. and they advertise them as expensive you know thousand dollar we're buying them thinking that's what they need to make seeds with and everyone's buying the same clones to breed with going for this everyone's starting the same gear to breed with it seems like a lot and that's why you have that mm. i'd like i'd like to see the whole industry in a whole open up more to the home breeder to 
everyone has their own family, their own family strains of breeding, their own family, you know, locale area. Like my little town has its own selection of plants that we all share and we grow together out here and they're different from what's grown in the next county over or something. Everyone has their own more little unique varieties. Like uh, like heirloom tomatoes would be back in the day, like a family secret. You some people could come by somebody's and see what you're growing. Oh my God, it's so awesome. Can I get some seeds of that? And then they want some seeds of your special variety because they can't find it anywhere else because it's something you've been growing. It's a family kept thing. That is a really cool idea. Yeah. I, I that spreads all over talk the about it that way. You can have a huge expansion of genome that way. And it would be uh, have a lot of different unique flavors and different profiles mm -hmm. you might not normally come across. Where do you think that, uh, uh, I guess this question is sort of a little bit broad, where do you think the future of cannabis growing for average people is going to be? You know, like I have this kind of fun thought. I've heard a bunch of people say that, you know, the future of cannabis growers is not really the bros and chodes like it is, you know, these days, all the guys wearing, you know, hoodies in, in the summertime. It's going to be soccer moms and it's going to be grandmas and it's going to be all the same people that basically grow tomatoes and roses these days. And a lot of those people might, some of them won't even really smoke the weed. Some of them basically just grow it for their grandkids to smoke or whatever the fuck, or just because it's pretty. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you think the future of that kind of stuff is? Well, I hope it goes that way. I really do. It would be nice to see it just become a regular plant. You go into the nursery and pick up right. some tomatoes and peppers and grab a purple urkel while you're there and <laughs> go home with it. Um, unfortunately, all the rhetoric I keep hearing from all the places that want legalization, it's, it's, it's all about regulation everywhere. Right. And they want to regulate, right. keep a stranglehold of everything. Right. Um, they don't regulate tomatoes. Exactly. Exactly. It's not... It's, and, even places they oh treat it like alcohol. Well, no, uh, you don't treat it like alcohol. You're not. You're treating it like something. You're treating it like I'm. I'm making oxycotton here or something. Well, that's the problem. It's because it's scheduled that hot. Exactly. It needs to be descheduled. The issue. If it was dropped down to I don't know, schedule D or whatever the lowest one is, and then it would be a little different because it is in the same category as like heroin and cocaine. And that's not right. It really, it really yeah, is. The, the, the problem with even rescheduling it though, is that you're still going to have run to federal issues with manufacturing scheduled products. Still, you need to have it descheduled. It should not be on the list at all. It should not be a controlled dangerous substance to plant. The fact that even if it was, you know, exactly a schedule C or D, you'd still have issues with the federal government saying you're, you're making regulated goods at your house. What's alcohol? I don't know. I don't is alcohol know. scheduled? Very well, could be. I know nicotine and stuff like that is, but I don't want to. Be, I don't want to be paying. I don't want to have to worry about having a tax stamp for a plant in my backyard. Seriously. The government should keep their own business out of what I'm growing in my backyard for myself. Yeah, it's absurd. How many aubergines can you grow, Captain? I guess you wouldn't be saying captain. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, oh, Florida is saying something else. What was I going to say? Uh, what is a desert? We were talking about, uh, I guess you wouldn't move anywhere, but if you were dropped off on a desert island, what is your desert island varietal? If you basically had to pick, uh, it's a very odd question because apparently you know you're getting stranded on a, a desert island so yeah. you can get to pick your, your, your plant. But if you had to, I don't know, you're going down on you're a plane filled a with TV clones. Show. That's it. The plane is going down, but it's filled with all the clones in the world, basically. What would you pick? What do you pick to save yourself? What am I, I going to pick, huh? I mean, it's a fucking weird question now that I think about it. Like, we're dropping you off on a desert island, but we're going to leave you with some weed. I don't know. It's kind yeah. of a, we've got a good news and a bad yeah, news. Yeah, it's like a TV show. <laughs> you're going to go spend, you're going to go spend. I guess. 
a year alone on it. Said you can fill your pockets up, and and that's what you can do. That's it. What, what, what would you bring for a seat? <laughs> well, I guess at this point right now, I'd probably bring the Bunuelos because it, it's it'd be super easy to grow on the island for one. It yields wonderfully. It makes good hash. It smokes good strong. It's pretty uplifting. I get going all day long, but if I smoke too much of it, it fucking puts me out. Mm. So I could definitely uh, smoke it all day long in flower form and then rip it up in hash at night and be totally toasted and out. It's, uh, it's I like it's you. You're already jumping. It's to... like a super silver haze, so it's not like the most tasty flavor, like tropical flavor or anything. It's kind of a dry, earthy herbal thing, but doesn't really fit the tropical motif very much, but I think it would would help me to construct my hut and get my get a raft built and all that kind of shit, get me motivated. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah, you're you're jumping right to it. You basically build all this stuff because I just noticed you're already making hash on that island. So you probably wove together some screens. What would you weave them from? I don't know, banana leaves or what, what are you gonna weave them from? I know you're quite handy, so would yeah, you weave I, the hash I, I, screens probably, from uh, local vegetation? I'd have yucca or some kind of a fibrous plants I could start ripping fibers off of and and make it some kind of hash screen. I mean, priorities. Come on, man. <laughs> you could braid the grass. If you put a handkerchief on your head or like. Yeah. There you go. That would you work. Get, yeah. You get over it. That still worked, though. <laughs> I like it. Do you have a cannabis hot take? Cannabis hot take? Hmm. I don't know. An opinion that you are just not even sorry you have about something in cannabis. Like yeah. Our, like mine most it's of the time is organic better than... Exactly. You're I was just going to say, like, I, I genuinely think camp. organic is just head and shoulders above everything else. And anytime I smoke anything else, I'm kind of disappointed. And I, I pretend kind of not to be, but, you know, I and I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I can kind of taste the difference. And that's my hot take. I'm not going to apologize for it. Go yeah. ahead. I, I say if, if 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 you don't grow your own cannabis, you can't call yourself a connoisseur, and you're not really that into cannabis. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You're just a, you're just a fly by night weekend warrior that likes to get high once in a while. That's a good one. That's a good hot take right there. I think I agree with it too. <laughs> yeah, I've met people who think of themselves as hash connoisseurs, and I don't know. I guess you could definitely smoke enough. Like people smoke enough wine, and uh, you almost call them an alcoholic when you say it that way. But like people who smoke enough hash that just basically become you know they have an affinity for it. I don't know. But honestly, like to really know the plant, you have to fucking grow it. I feel like yeah, that's a good hot that's take. Yeah, that's a good one. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're just about done. I didn't see any more questions in the chat unless I missed one. Did I miss one here? Uh, no. We got what? 17 so. Yeah, just three a few minutes, minutes till the 20. Uh, Northstar, you know, we, we've been basically badgering you with questions. I don't know. Do you have any? Uh, would you like to tell us something? Would you like to ask us something? Or just, I don't know, <laughs> get something off your shoulders or talk about weed for a second? Or what, floor is yours, whatever you'd like to talk about for a second. Hey, look at genetics. Check me out on geneticsupply.com. Got all kinds of killer shit on the site. Got clones right now for sale. All tested for hoplatin viroid. Um, it's all my favorite shit. It's all my head stashed by greenhouse down there. It's full of it right now. The same exact stuff. Nice. 
Oh, nice. Do you think that that's important? That's a good question to kind of follow us out of here because I've noticed some breeders, uh, some breeders don't really grow their own flower in general. And some breeders, even if they grow their own flower, it's only really for other reasons. Maybe it's commercial or whatever else. And they only smoke hash that they get at a dispensary. Do you think, yeah. I guess, as a result of my you know long buildup, uh, do you think that it's important for especially cannabis breeders to grow and smoke their own genetics? It sure has. It sure has. First of all, I have not been to the dispensary since the laws changed and made Prop 65. I've avoided dispensaries all together. The laws changed. I have not even put nice. one. So, poop on the shelf like that. And then, yes, you have to. If you're not smoking your own flowers, then what are you breeding? You don't mm. like to smoke? Well, well, you get out of the business then. Yeah. If you don't like what you're breeding, grow out the smoke, you get out of the business. That's exactly right. <laughs> It's like a chef. If you heard a, if you heard that a chef didn't taste their own food, like, oh, I don't, I don't eat Italian food, but it's an Italian restaurant, you'd be like, what is wrong with that chef? There's something up there. Yeah, you there. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Flora? I uh, said sub cool. He pretty. Dang it! Only smoke. Californians. And so. Uh, but think about uh, different plants and shit too, though. I think I understood what you said, even though we got basically robot stuff. This is something I talk about sub all the time. His secret in many things in life is that he was actually interested. So his secret when he would talk to people, a lot of breeders are very antisocial and don't like people, but sub actually liked people, even though he was kind of an asshole. And that really shone through. He would actually enjoy conversations with people mm -hmm. same thing with weed uh of all the things you could say about him he fucking loved to smoke weed and loved to smoke hash i guess towards the end uh and that helps a lot in the whole selection process wouldn't you know like literally like a chef like oh i've actually tasted my fucking food cheers folks happy 420 it helps you it informs you in your actual selection process and making food for people that will eat it Oh, I feel like taking crazy pills sometimes when I, or I feel like I'm taking crazy pills when I see people not smoking their own fucking flower. Anyway, <laughs> North Star Genetics, it's been an absolute delight. Uh, I hope you come back on the show one of these days, maybe on the Tuesday evening show, for example, where we have kind of more chill, laid back uh, environment where we talk sometimes for a couple hours, but it's been an absolute, absolute delight. Thank you for coming on. Yes, indeed. Hopefully I have some better uh, signal next time too, but uh <laughs> I can do what I can. Well, I'll do what I can do here. That's all you can do. Looking absolutely, forward to the next no, absolutely. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, I'd love to talk to you more yeah. about your lines and stuff in the future. Go ahead, Flora. I was just saying, I think they switched internet. Yeah, exactly. Now they both have <laughs> crappy internet. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're going to guess what Flora said, and I'm sure it was very nice things. North Star, cheers. Thank you very much for hanging. Uh, boys and girls, uh, I guess this is, uh, I don't know, I guess this is the end. So I don't know. You want to uh, say your goodbyes, and then I'll do my little quick commercial, and we're freaking, uh, we'll bouncy outsy. Uh, who wants to go first? Smash, go for it, buddy. Uh, how can people find you and all that kind of stuff? Horse Mask 20 on everything. Uh, oh, probably not doing a show today, I'm guessing, but. Come back I Saturday. I to ask D, actually, yeah. Oh. D, do you want to do a show yeah. tonight? What are you thinking? I can't tonight. Right on. What do you, uh, does that mean we take the night off, or do you guys want to do a short yeah. show? We can take the night off. I'm down. I don't care either way. Whatever you decide to do. Take the night off, ladies and gentlemen, so no show this evening. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, D, are we going be be to be, be back on Saturday like James Bond? Ah, uh, Yeah. Right on. Yeah, right. Man. ladies I and germs, uh, join us. Uh, 
Now, some people might, I might have to post a warning. I don't know. We'll see what I'll figure out. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll post a community post tonight on the main channel, if I remember, so that people will know why we're not on. So we'll be back on the main channel, ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday for uh, hanging out as usual as a, on, a, on a D takeover. Uh, go for it, Flora. Uh, uh, good day, everyone. Or good day, everyone. Oh, cheers, Smash. Flora is uh, frozen. No, go for it, Flora. Oh, uh, good talk, guys. Uh, yeah. See you guys. Uh, Tuesday. Yeah, uh, talk to you, Joel, on what? Uh, June the 3rd. Yes, indeed. Uh, See you guys bye. then. Cheers. Right, peace. Cheers, Flora. Uh, go for a D. What's going on, everybody? Don't forget to check me out Saturday. Uh, more like he said, on TakeOver. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at D underscore zombie. Thank you very much, Northstar, for coming and hanging out with us today. That was really cool. And, of course, thank you to the chat. And people that don't chat, that are just still watching the show, thank mm. you very much for tuning in. And, of course, big thanks to Fumador well, cheers, for always putting these on. Yeah, man. Peace. Cheers, see you Steve. Saturday. Good to see you, buddy. See you Saturday. Ladies and germs, uh, that leaves us. Uh, and uh, that also leaves, I guess, the since there's no sponsor of the show, I'm my own sponsor, I guess you could say. Ladies and gentlemen, take a look at Fumadoro.com. If you guys are not new to the website, I, I won't bore you too much. But if you guys are new and stopping by for the North Star Show, please take a look, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, Fumadoro.com. You can also type fumesofgold.com or chronictable.com. Both of those work, or all three of those uh, rather work. Once you get there, ladies and gentlemen, click on breeding lines. I'm trying to call it. I'm trying to remember. Remember not to call these strains, because of course viruses are strains, but uh, cannabis is not a virus. It's not some kind of a viral thing. It's actually uh, very respectable. So I'm trying to call it breeding lines, ladies and gentlemen, and if I slip... It doesn't actually matter. But anyway, we're just gonna be, I'm just going to try to remember. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, take a look. I'm not going to go through all the strains, but I would very much recommend you look at a couple of them. Please take a look at Oblivion. Uh, we were just talking about very heady highs, very sativa-like highs. Take a look at Oblivion for that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Amnesia Haze in the mix. That's a, one of the grandmas. Basically, uh, memory loss from Archive is uh, the mom. Basically, memory loss to their face-off OG BX3, I think. Uh, so it's kind of a balanced high, basically, on that super silver haze, a.k.a. Amnesia Haze. Really nice uh, terps come through, basically. Anyway, I crossed that to the Coot Special uh, uh, Highland Thai Kerala. Should be some actual rip-your-face-off sativa, ladies and gentlemen. Incredible flavors over there on Figment. That's the Forbidden Fruit. I have a lovely cut of that one. Actually, a very big cut. It's kind of deceptive in the pictures, but very, very high-yielding uh, plant. Very uh, resilient to a variety of different issues. Super surprising. I would have never guessed that that purple of a plant, that kind of orangey, etc., etc., of a plant would be so, like, uh, brain-proof. What's the word? Not brainless. Uh... Uh, whatever, resilient, fucking resilient ah. plant. Thank you, D. Uh, and uh, of course, as you guessed it, cross that to the Highland Thai Kerala. It should be some absolutely interesting stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Also very high yielding uh, with that uh, coot special. Take a look, of course, also, ladies and gentlemen, at uh, Surf Grape for some incredible flavors. We've been talking to Fang lately. Uh, he has, uh, uh, well, bred the, uh, well, at Gage Green Group, they bred that grape stomper that's now legendary, ladies and gentlemen, that's passed through that grape pie with that cherry pie. Crossing that, of course, to the uh, uh, aggressively sativa coot special, ladies and gentlemen, should be maybe one of the most balanced of those crosses. So if you are worried a little bit about too crazy of a high, take a look at Surf Grape. But also, right next to it, ladies and gentlemen, I would very much recommend Pacifica Days. It's not a haze. It's a daze, ladies and gentlemen. We were talking about Oaxacan Thunderfuck. We were actually talking about Oaxacan, but Oaxacan Thunderfuck is the mom. Highland Thai Kerala coot special is the dad. 
Some nice shit there, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, if you don't want a 70-day cross, I wholeheartedly recommend both Sour Morgana, a.k.a. Morgana V3, and Morgana V2, ladies and gentlemen, a.k.a. Morgana V2. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, use the coupon code BRAINS. How's that pronounced, D? Ah, brains. Nice. For 14% off, ladies and gentlemen, all day, every day, over at fumidoro.com. And uh, that's it. That's all she wrote, ladies and gentlemen. Join us on Saturday. Uh, I may not be here. I Actually, I might be here. We'll see. I might I might be here. We'll see, D. But it, it'll still be a takeover. Uh, uh, but uh, join us, ladies and gentlemen, for a zombie takeover on Saturday. We won't be here tonight. So if you guys for some reason, just tuned in for the last two minutes. I guess that's a reminder. Other than that, thanks very much for hanging, my friends. Uh, go Make sure to go check out Northstar. I can wholeheartedly recommend. I've grown quite a bit of gear from him. Some of my oldest plants at this point are all basically Northstar breeding. With one exception, I guess the cuvee was bred technically by Badger, but the kaffir lime, uh, so the sugar tits that I guess I don't talk about as much lately, and the uh, both bedrock boogies that I have, and something else that I have that I'm totally blanking on. All of those are basically from Northstar. Bedrock Boogie's 100% Northstar. Uh, wasn't even ever sold by Subcool or anything. Uh, but uh, Subcool mailed it to me, but then he just didn't have a chance to make it anything. Beautiful strain, by the way, that Bedrock Boogie. Anyway, ladies and germs, uh, thanks very much for hanging. Be kind, be decent, be gentle, ladies and gentlemen. Don't be fucking pricks. Don't be dicks or pricks or lunatics. And uh, don't forget to grow something good. You know, if you're not allowed to grow weed, I, I understand. You know, not everyone is allowed to. Uh, if you uh, are living in a place where they're going to freaking behead you or something, don't do not do anything dumb. I mean, it's it's ultimately it is just weed, ladies and gentlemen. We, are, we have to remember sometimes it is just weed. It's not life and death. Please don't do anything fucking stupid. Uh, if you have to grow something, grow tomatoes, grow aubergines, grow fucking, that's a weird name for eggplants. But anyway, grow, uh, although it works, it's technically the name for it, uh, grow potatoes if you have to, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, grow something. It's good to put your uh, hands in the soil and see something grow. And I was talking about this yesterday for hobbies and stuff. Seeing something come to fruition from your work, you know, whether it's a, a hobby where you make something or even a plant that you grow. I highly recommend it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, like Ferris Bueller says, if you have the means, I highly recommend it. Uh, hopefully you guys will try some too. Throw some seeds in the dirt and pour some water on them and uh, have some fun. Thanks very much, Coffee Pot. Uh, how do you do, fellow kid? Uh, 420 Bin. Crime War Grows. Uh, nice to see you, buddy. Atomic Spoon. J5 in the house. Who else in here? Uh, Al. Ter Telescope your anus. Dr. G. DGC Jeff, as always. Who else in here? B. Allen. Good to see you. Or Ballin. I actually, I always forget. It's either Ballin or B. Allen. One of the two. It's probably Ballin, actually, now that I think about it. I don't know why I've been calling you B. Allen this whole time. It's probably Ballin. Uh, <laughs> Hillbilly Herb. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Ballin. That's, that's probably what it is. I, don't, I, I am the fucking most gullible sometimes with these goddamn names. Dirty, good to see you. Uh, who else in here? Neurosis and Psychosis, Ron Hall as well. Welcome, everybody. Oh, we'd never killed Kenny. Your mama is in my schedule. Nice. That's a good one. That's, that's an excellent, excellent, excellent comment, Kenny. I should uh, uh, recognize. I wish I could... We'll figure it out. I wish I could knight everybody, but I, I we had that problem where everybody was knighted, and it'd be like and then I couldn't figure out who the troll was. Not to say Kennedy was, but Kenny was. But I'm like, fuck. If I start handing out knighthoods as rewards, we'll get to that same problem again. Fuck. All right, whatever. Kenny, we'll have to find some reward for that com or award for that comment. Genius. I like it. I approve. So does your mama. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much for hanging. Until we meet again. Adios, big ears. Once again, taking the night off. Taking the night off. 
alligators. Salad tables. <laughs>